Today, you are going to be hearing a sermon from one of our ministers here on staff. We hope this word blesses you, and remember that we love and appreciate your time here. Now, let's hear what the Lord has for you today. house amen you know that as uh, as the seasons change amen I, I, I like fall I love fall I uh, you know I'm not a big fan of summer I, I'm, an, I'm the guy that you, it's it's easier to warm up than it is to cool down amen and I like to to you know the seasons I love to see the leaves fall amen and even though I don't got a tree I get all my neighbors leaves they blow into my yard amen catch on the fence and yeah they're there but it's good to be in God's house, and I have the honor of this evening of ministry. And uh, if you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Psalms, chapter 92. We're, we're excited tonight. My daughter, Brianna, and her husband, Martin, are having their first midweek service. Amen. They're excited. And um, she, she was excited. They had uh, three people show up. So she's just there. And they're, they're going to do a great work for the Lord there in, in uh, Uptown, Ontario. Amen. And so we're excited for her. And, uh, you know, they've already been about three weeks, four weeks, I think, now on Sundays. But tonight is their first midweek service. And they're, they're doing a series on Galatians. So we're just praying that God just continue to do what he's doing there in that city. Amen. The book of Psalms, chapter 92, this evening I want to minister on, I, I like to stay on, on subjects and in, in minister on growth, because I truly feel that in these end times, in these, these uh, days where Christianity is being attacked, your faith is being attacked. And in, do, in, in that battle, what happens many times is that you will face individuals, you will face uh, those that will speak up against what you stand for, but what often happens is, is that those that are not fully grounded, those that are not fully uh, planted into the things of God will not withstand. They will fade away and you know, Pastor, uh, Pastor Soto spoke about uh, the, the testing and, 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 and you know, you, you'll hear a lot of messages dealing with this subject because it's something that you and I are constantly going to be interacting with. We're constantly going to have moments in our walk with God where we're doing so good and then, you know, we'll have those little dry spells and then we'll have those moments where, you know, we just sometimes want to just quit. How many of you ever been there? Man. And it happens. It happens. You see in the word of God, great men and women of God who have had these, uh, had these moments in their walk where they just, you know, really felt. Even the great King David had a moment in his life where the Bible says that he lost his grip. At the end of that chapter, though, it says that he encouraged himself. So this, more, this evening, actually, I want to minister out of the book of Psalms, chapter 92. You have it say, I'm there. And they'll put it up on the boards. Chapter 92, verses 13, and it reads this. It says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. 
And they shall bear, they, they shall still, they shall still bear fruit in old age, praise God. And they shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for tonight. Lord, I thank you, Father, for this opportunity, Lord God, that you have just brought us here, gathered us here today in the house of God. Father, I thank you, Father, for those who have tuned in tonight, Lord God. I pray, Lord, that your anointing flow through those airways, Father. Lord, that our hearts would be challenged today, Lord God. You just stir us up, Lord God. This I pray, Father, in your son's blessed name, giving you the glory, the praise, and all the honor. Amen. You know, when you look at uh, different uh, news articles or you, you look at or you listen to uh, podcasts and, and a lot of the subject matters that, are, that uh, the society deals with is their identity. They want to identify with somebody. You have the, you have the, the group here that, you know, what, uh, they're, uh, they, they've encountered things in their life at a young age. They have trauma and all that, and they, 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 they can relate to those individuals. And then you have those who are, who are overcomers and those are just different groups in society puts a label on them, and they oftentimes want to identify with something. But we, as we transition into the new year, because I found myself having this conversation last year around this time. Because how many know that January is just around the corner? This season just went by so quickly. This whole year, it just like went by so quickly. I mean, you see the blessings of God. God has blessed those uh, families in here. We have those that are, that are going to have uh, babies, and, and we have people who started new jobs, people who are advancing in their scholastic endeavors, and, you know, all these different things that, that God is doing within the body of Christ. But as we transition into the new year, I think it's important for you and I to search ourselves to determine, am I where I need to be? in the things of God? Am I where God wants me to be? Because oftentimes what, what, what prevents us from advancing in the things of God is our, our own agenda. Is where we figure, you know what God, you know what, I know what you're calling me to do, Lord. I know that you are, you, you, you're opening the door in this avenue, but I, I still don't feel that I'm qualified. I still don't feel that, you know what, God, that, that, that I'm able to do what you're asking me to do. But how many know that if God called you, God will equip you? Amen. God will equip you. So am I where I need to be? Not only content with being a churchgoer, not only content with being in the church and involved in some type of a ministry, just being a Christian, but flourishing in God, flourishing, growing and thriving. So the question is, is will we be in 2024 an extension of 2023? Some of us have still carried over 2020, 2021, 2022. We still haven't recovered from some of those things. But I believe that God wants us to put those things aside, put those failures aside, put those things aside that didn't work and focus and concentrate on what God is taking us to. 
and where God is going to just uh, open a door for us. Sometimes things didn't work out because I, I, you know, sometimes I just, you know what, Lord, this has to be you. It feels like it's you're opening this door and I'm praising God and it's only for that door to slam shut. And I'm thinking, God, it was so perfect. It looked like your will, but it wasn't the will of God. And sometimes those situations can bring us into a discouragement, bring us into a a point in our life where we could say, you know what, I'm a failure. I'm a failure. I'm not going to be able to do what God has called me to do. I'm not going to be able to advance in the things of God like it was prophesied over me. That's why I think it's important that when God gives you a dream or a vision that you write it down. Because sometimes you will forget what God told you. Sometimes the chaos that you're in, that you you look at your situation and you say, how could I be this messed up but still see what God has in plan for me? How am I able to be this, God? How am I able to to do great things that you have promised me, that you have shown me in in your word, God? How am I? But I'm stuck here. How is that possible? One of the true signs that a Christian is growing, that Christ is growing in you and I, is that we start to progress and advancing to where you are going and not where you came from. You're headed in the right direction. This is the part what I like to call transformation. Transformation. I had this discussion, uh, I think it was yesterday, with the prophet Malachi and Rudy. (laughs) And I says, what's the difference between transformation and transform and conform? Both words transform and conform have a common root, form, meaning a pattern or a mold. Being transformed refers to the process, conform refers to the finished product. God is taking you and I into a transformation stage. I don't think that we could ever get to a point in our walk with God where we could say, you know what, God, I've arrived. I've arrived, God. There's nothing else, man. Oh, yeah, I've done that. Been there, done that. Bought the shirt, the book, the tapes, everything. I know it all. We can never get to that point because God has always got something fresh to show us. Always got a new word for you. Always got a, 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 a fresh a, a, a anointing for you. Where God, when you begin to get yourself planted into the things of God, God will start to renew things into your life. That some of the passions that you had when you first got saved, because how many know that when we first came to Christ, we had a passion for things? Yes. Man, you, you were so excited. You said, you know what? I, I want to serve. Amen. I want to serve. I want to usher. I want to work with the children. I want to do these things. I, I, you know what? I, I could feel it. I feel it inside of me. Right. But over a course of time, you start to become comfortable. Where well, we start to think, well, let the young people do it. Let the, let the youth do it. They got so much energy. They dive off of stages and everything. Let them do it. Don't let them steal your, your, pot, your spot. Don't let them take your spot. God called you for that. If you have a, a desire to do those things, pray on it. Seek it out. 
God still has a, a, a place for you. God still has a, 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 a spot for you. God still wants to use you in the things of God. There's somebody out there who's, who's God's going to use you to reach. I say this, man, you know what, uh, what does the, the scripture tells us, man? Don't let the rocks and don't let the mountains steal your joy, man. Don't let them praise God for you. We come to the house of God, we should come with an attitude. We say, you know what, God, man, I'm beat down. My body's hurting, man. I've dealt with nonsense, all people all day. My drive over here wasn't pleasant. I'm on empty. I haven't ate. All these things that can take place, but when you walk through those doors, you say, you know what, God, I want all of you. Amen. I want to feel your presence, God. I want to be, I want to be right where I need to be. I love, man, every so often when, when, when the worship team plays that, that one song, Great Is Our God. Man, I love that song. I told you the story. Yolanda had that. T- I wasn't saved. I wasn't saved. She was saved a whole year before me. And I heard that song, and it blew me away. Amen. So I stole it from her car. <laughs> I, I had a 45-minute drive to work every morning. And I listened to that song over and over and over again. In a couple days, I had it all in my head. And it's been years now. But when I hear that song, it reminds me of how good God is. It reminds me that God is so good that he hears us. And you know what? Sometimes when we feel like we get a little bit ahead of God, and God brings us back to that place where we first fell in love with him, that where, you know what, where this altar is still, it's still a place where you could come and talk to God. Even in your seat, you could turn around in your seat and say, you know, Lord God, touch me. Touch me because all day the devil will be telling you who you are. And those are the moments where you just need to say, shut up, devil. Shut up, devil. And when you hear the voice of God that says, you are blessed, say, yes, Lord. When the devil says, you know what, you will never achieve anything, and the Lord says, I have pulled you out of darkness and brought you into a marvelous light, that's when you say, yes, Lord. So we have those moments. But I love this scripture because it says, those that are planted, planted. See, the only time things don't grow is if it does not establish roots. You will only grow where you plant yourself. If you want to keep going from here to there to this revival to that seminar to this and that church and that church and that church and you never establish roots in the house of God, you will not grow. You will gain in knowledge. You will gain, you are, you're chasing the goosebumps, you're chasing the hallelujahs, you're chasing all these things, and you become a fan. You're chasing all of that, and I'm not saying none of those things are wrong, because I've been to many revivals, many, I've been there, but I know where home is. I know where I'm planted. I know where, even though, man, they give you a, an opportunity to say, man, no, if you come to my church... Oh, man, I'll give you this ministry. I'll give you that. That's where you need to say, no, devil. I need to stay planted where God has planted me. I would be a gatekeeper in the house of God than anywhere else. I want to do what God has called me to do. Can you say amen? So we start progressing and advancing to where God is going to take us. Romans 12, chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. 
by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, what happens many times is that we don't stay around long enough to see the blessing of God. Because right when God is going to take you through that breakthrough, we walk away. And I don't mean literally leave, but you could still be here in the church and not be here. You could still be sitting down here and still not being in the presence of God. God ain't speaking to you. And then what happens is that we develop this critical spirit. Have you ever had that? I've had it. I don't like the way that sounds. I know, why did he hit that note? That wasn't even his note. Who told him to sing that note? You know? Why does it sound like that? Why are this? Why is that? Why is there no parking over here? Who took my seat? All these things that, would we, that bother us is because what we do is we take our focus off of what God is trying to show us and we start focusing on the minimal, the little things. Petty little things. You ever, there's moments, man, you know, when I know I'm getting weird is when little things bother me. Little things. Like, why couldn't you put that in the sink? Why did you have to put it right there? Why did you have to leave this much milk in the container? Why couldn't you just finish it off? And it bothers me. And that's where I have to catch myself and say, you know what, Anthony? Walk away. Walk away. Walk away. Just just shut everything off. Zip your lip because the next words that come out of your mouth, boy, I'm telling you, you're going to have to pay a price. You're going to have to pay a price, man, because I've been there. I've been there. I have three, three women in my life that are always keeping me, my, my wife and my two daughters. They will, dad... Uh-uh, dad. And you know, we, you know when you get caught and you try to play it off and they go, no, 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 you got caught. You know, you, you know you're wrong. That's where you just walk away and say, yeah, that's me. Amen. Under your breath, though. Don't let them hear you say that. <laughs> Transform, conform. Transform is being... In the process, conformed is, is so. So when it says, renew your mind and don't let the world conform you. Don't let the world shape you. Don't let the world tell you who you are. You're this, you're depressed, you're this, you're that, you're this and that. And we listen to these voices instead of the voice of God who tells us, you will be blessed going in and coming out. I've called you out of darkness into my marvelous light. You are the apple of my eye. See, those are the scriptures that you have to repeat to yourself because you're going to have those moments where you're going to feel less than, inadequate. And see, the world already chewed us up and spit us out. And then when we come to the house of God, we have to accept the process. See, that's the thing is, is that we don't like the process. See, if it was up to you and I, you would wake up with six-pack abs. Amen. Right? Amen. But you don't want to have to get up early to do those exercises to get those six-pack abs. 
There's a process involved. Everybody wants to speed track. Everybody, you know how you go to Disneyland and you're in line for hours, but you see those people that just walk right up in front of We want that. We want that. We don't want to have to go through. You see, everybody sees, everyone sees uh, these ministers who God is using them. They're anointed. They're doing but they don't know what they had to go through. They don't know and, and can appreciate the fire that they've had to go through, the trials, the uh, laid up uh, God waking you up at 2, 3 in the morning to pray for individuals or going out of your way and just ministering to someone, laying your life down, sacrificing yourself. Paul referred to it as being poured out. Yes. See, when you pour yourself out, God will fill you. God will fill you if you keep pouring yourself out and being a sacrifice and saying, you know, God, use me. Those are the moments where God will use you, but God will keep giving you, giving you and giving you. But you're seeking after him. See, that's the thing, though. We all want the blessings of God, but we don't want to seek after God. Seek after him. The Bible says like he's a treasure because when you seek after him, he will let you find him. Let you find him. You know, I love to play a, a, a game with my grandsons. They, they're, they're little kids, seven years old. They're money hungry. Love money. So I remember like gold. They like gold. So I would go to the bank and get those, those uh, brass dollars. And I would bury them in the yard. And I would draw maps. And they would go. I'd give them a little shovel. And they're like, okay, walk Four paces this way. Papa, where's the X at? It's over here somewhere, man. And they find it and they dust it off and they're like, found gold. <laughs> oh, man. Just to look at their face, you know, it's, I love it. I love it when they, they're like, they discovered something. It's like when you open up the word of God. And you're like, man, I've read that chapter many times, but I know what it means now. God gave me a revelation. See, when you open up the word of God, you get a firsthand revelation. When you hear it from over this pulpit, you're getting a secondhand revelation. When you get into the word and you find it for yourself, you're going to be so overjoyed. That's when you say, you know what, I think I got a highlighter here somewhere. When was the last year I used it? And you start highlighting your word and you start saying, because God is speaking to you. God is reaching out to you. So Jesus is our mold. And we are being transformed so that we will eventually be conformed to the likeness of God. See, the problem with lukewarmness is this, that lukewarm people don't really want to be saved from their sin. They want only to be saved from the penalty of their sin. They don't want to be saved from their sin. Because they still want church and they still want to do the things of the world. A brother sent me a, 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 a video clip of a, a new club that's opening up in Los Angeles. And the wife said, you know, the Lord spoke to me and my husband and told us to open up this nightclub. And to no surprise, they got a lot of backlash. And they can't understand it. They, got, they can't understand it. 
See, and her, her compromised thinking is this. We're going to be rejoicing in heaven. We're going to be dancing in heaven. We're going to be praising in heaven. Why can't we do it here on earth? You can. It's called church. That's right. Preach it. It's called church. Because when you separate yourself into a club setting, you're giving yourself over to temptations. You're giving yourselves over to, to, the, to the enemy and, you, and they'll water it down and they'll, Christ, Christianity uh, uh, will, will gloss over it and they'll sugarcoat it and all that. But at the end of it is, does it please God? Does it please God? See, our, our, our agenda should be is, God, I want to please you. I want to please you because God took us out of that. God took us out of that. And you know what? I could say this with 100% surety, that, I, that the enemy does not have anything over the, the music that we listen to. That the worship songs that we listen to that and the gatherings that we have, that we have a joy because why? We're glorifying God. We're glorifying God. We're lifting up the name of Jesus. We're not there for an agenda. We're not there to pick up. We're not there to do any of these things, but we're there just, just to say, you know what, God, touch us. Speak to us. I need to be corrected. Yes. I need to be told the truth. Yes. I need preaching that needs to direct me and say, you pinpoint it what it is that God needs to direct in my life. Gone are the days. Gone are the days where people, you know what, gather around because it's becoming more prevalent now. Is where these churches pop up and they got hundreds of Congregation members coming. They're not seeking out people. They're not uh, pioneering into the streets. They're just stealing Christians from other churches. And boom, they open up, and in two weeks, they got four or 500 people. And I've heard this from another person. They said, you know what? I left because the preaching was getting too hard. The preaching was zeroing in on things in my life that I still wasn't ready to be delivered from. See, I don't say that there's a time frame, but I'll say this, I know to be true, that the sooner that you give it to God, the much more happier you'll be. The much more happier you'll be. Because the most miserable people are, the, are those that try to live for God and still want to please the world. They don't want to leave that because that's their identity. Man, that's, that's who I am. I, you know what? I'm, I'm known for that. And when I come here, all I hear is this and that. And these are the things that, that I, still, I still enjoy. Well, you've yet to have that revelation in your life where you say, you know what, I need to turn this over to God. I need to, I need to seek these out. See, whether you have been a Christian for many years or recently received the Lord as a Savior, it's very important to know that you must plant yourself. That you must plant yourself. Real growth in Christ is the increase of God's life in you. An example to the believers in, in Corinth, Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1, See, the Christians there in Corinth were very much into knowledge, into the gifts, but the apostle Paul told them that they were infants in Christ. 
He says, look, I can't give you meat because you still can't deal with the milk. He says, you still, want, you still haven't grown. You're still not growing. You're still dealing with the same things that you were lacking. Lacking in the real growth of God's life. And Paul rebuked them and called them carnal. That they still dealt with things of the flesh. See, every day the flesh has to die. See, we all want heaven, but nobody wants the cross. The cross, it was a symbol of death. And that's where we say to ourselves, Anthony, you need to die to the flesh because the flesh is no good. The flesh wants to rise up and war against the spirit of God. And that's our struggle many times is because sometimes it's so much easier just to give in. It's so much easier. We were talking about this earlier. Someone says, how many times am I supposed to forgive? 70 times seven. What does that come up to? What? 490. Okay. At 491, I'm going crazy on you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you know what? Literally, if you have to forgive somebody 490 times in one day, bro, you're in a, you know, at, at, at 10, walk away. <laughs> walk away. But see, the, the carnal mind will try to see how close they can get to the world without crossing over. And how close? Like, and, they, and, and, and they look for the scriptures that say, well, it says I could drink. Well, you know what? Paul told Timothy to have a little bit with his food, you know. And, they, and they'll, 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 they'll find all the scriptures that, that kind of back up what they want to do anyway. And that yet they know. You know, we know. Those, if, if we know, then we know that it's sin. It's, it's not pleasing God. And like I've said it, I've heard my pastor say it before. Look, smoking ain't going to get you to hell. It'll get you to heaven a lot quicker. But see, the, 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 the moment you start to release things to God, God starts to free you up. And, I, and I'm a true believer that once you're freed of these things, that you're able to please God, that you're able to worship God in freedom and not worrying like, man, did somebody see me last night? Did somebody, you know, was somebody there? You know, and they're thinking too, did she see me there? And you know, and you're looking at them and they're looking at you. You both know. <laughs> so growth is a slow process. There's no fast track to maturity. No fast track. Let me pull out my phone because my laptop just... Said good night. No fast track to maturity. Hallelujah. Being planted in the house of God gives you an environment that allows the Christian to be accountable. Amen. Accountable. I believe that being accountable is a true process that you and I must embrace. Because when you're accountable, that you're, you're, you're giving an account to somebody that you entrust, 
There's somebody who's able to help you, a mentor. We all have them. I've had them. Great men of God who I've, who've mentored me throughout my walk with God. Amen. Pastor Rudy Tovar, a great mentor. Amen. Great mentor of mine. Amen. Pastor Baba Mejia, Pastor Ruben. These are all men that I've, that I've said, you know what? I'm going to listen to them because I see their walk with God. And I want to pattern my walk with God after these great men of God. And these men of God have patterned their life after men of God in their life. So I always say, look, his sister, find a sister in the Lord, a sister who's strong, someone who you respect, someone who you see has a genuine walk with God. Brothers, the same way, too. If you say, you know what, I need a little help. What is it? And it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to ask those questions that you don't. Sometimes in, in a Bible study setting, that they, and that's, what, that's the place to ask these questions. That's the place where we could get together because I tell them, I don't know everything, but we'll find the answers together. Amen. And so we, we look to each other for strength because iron sharpens iron. Amen. And these are, the, these are the, the characteristics that you and I must develop that if we want to be strong in the things of God, we are planted in the things of God. Amen. We begin to grow. We begin to be nourished, flourishing. The Bible says to flourish, not just surviving. Like every day is Monday. But you have those moments so you know what God has brought you through. See, we can't control the storm, but we can control the sail. We can Man, sometimes chaos knocks at your door, and you know it. You don't want to answer it. You don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to nothing, but it's there, and you can't ignore it because it's not going to go anywhere. That's a season for you. How you maneuver and navigate through it, the sail, if the wind's blowing this way, you know how to navigate to go with it. So you're able to develop through it. You're able to grow through it. And trust me, when you get through that storm, you're going to be so much happier that you did. Because that was something that God took you through and you were able to say, man, thank God I made it through. Amen. Thank God, man. You know what? I wasn't praising God so much in that storm. But once I made it through, man, I was like, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, God, Lord. For the, and you know what? Be ready. Be ready, because as, as soon as you let your hands down from praising God, there might be another one there waiting for you. How many have ever had those moments? Like, God, when is it going to stop? When is it going to stop? And God says, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. I am there with you. I am there with you through the thick and through the thin. Those moments when you feel that you are all alone, God is the closest. God is the closest, and then when you get through it, you are going to be so, so blessed because a bird always sings the loudest after the storm, after the storm. You know, I could, I could stand up here sometimes, and I could look at an individual knowing that they have gone through something very, very horrific, a report that wasn't pleasant. Somebody lost a family member. Children are going astray. Pink slips are being handed out. But yet, they can praise God. They can lift their hands in the house of God and say, you know what, thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus, for this day. Lord, I know, Lord God, it doesn't look good, but Father, I know that this is your will, that nothing can happen to me, Lord God, that you do not okay. Nothing is going to happen to me, Lord God, because I am in your will. Father God, shield me, protect me, Lord God. You are my provider. You are my Jehovah Rapha. When the doctors say this, Lord God, I know you have a second opinion, Lord God, and that your word, Lord God, is true. And we hold on to those things. See, we all are going to have those moments. And I think the test is, is that we stay planted so we can flourish, so we can develop, that we can bear fruit. That is the evidence that you and I are in the will of God, is that we're bearing fruit. Read Galatians chapter 5. It gives you a list of the nine fruits of the Spirit. Go down that list and ask yourself, Lord, I need this. I need kindness. I need peace. I need joy. I need these, Lord God. Help me develop them in my life. And be ready. Because what you ask God for, he's going to put you in a situation to develop that. Every head bowed, every eye closed.